Trevor, we're clear. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of The Florida Project, the podcast where Disney fans celebrate Walt Disney World. If you like Disney and you like podcasts, you'll probably love The Florida Project. It says like, I'm going to go with love. Oh, you nice. know, Let's just switch it up today. Yeah. My name is Will, and across from me is Jason. Why, hello there. And, Fancy seeing oh, I'm sorry, you here. Still going. Huh? I didn't see you come in. Yes, you did. I've been here for like uh, two hours. I meant the listener. Oh, yeah. No, we didn't. They didn't come in at all. We should get some of those uh, old-timey radio show noises. I've been asking for a soundboard for four years. We had one for one episode, and it was uh, abused. It was abused. <laughs> and there's Michael. Hey, listeners. I'm in your years. If you'd like to support the show, get access to some awesome bonus content, get some cool real-world stuff, and even chat with us when you're bored at work, become one of our Patreon saints at patreon.com slash podcast. Each week on TFP Extra, Extra, we keep the podcast train rolling with more zany fun, the airing of grievances, and a topic that may or may not be Disney-related. If you're a fan of the nonsense parts of the Florida Project, you'll love TFP Extra. Extra. In addition to TFP Extra, our Patreon saints get access to our ongoing Disney Classic series where we discuss each of Disney's animated classic films. Our next animated Disney classic is the first one, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Patrons who contribute $5 get the additional shows and an invite to the TFP Slack channel. There you can chat with us, participate in watch-alongs, and engage in fun, freewheeling discussions. It's like a non-stop episode of TFP Extra. Extra. Additional levels and rewards are all on the Patreon site, so go sign up at patreon.com slash Podcast today and get more of the Florida Project. In today's episode, we'll discuss some nonsense and small topics. Michael will give us the latest news. I will take us on a trip down Main Tweet USA, and then we'll discuss Jason and Michael's recent trip to Walt Disney World. All of that more is coming up on this week's episode of The Florida Project. It's a small topic. After all, it's a small topic. After all, it's a small topic. After all, it's a small, small, small topics. Okay, here we go. Uh, small topics. Number one. Fall is here. What is your unpopular opinion about fall? And it can't be pumpkin spice related. Can it be regular pumpkin related? Yeah, I guess that's fine. They taste like garbage. I don't like the taste of pumpkin. And pumpkin spice doesn't taste like pumpkin. So I just don't like the taste of pumpkin. When do you eat just a plain pumpkin? What, you don't just bite in? No. Is that just me? Oh, sorry. What I don't like, like a pumpkin pie. Not a fan. That's not doesn't taste like pumpkin though. That tastes like pumpkin spice. Well, pumpkin if, bisque. Pumpkin <laughs> like like uh I've had a friend bring like pumpkin bars to a tailgate, like the little baked cookie bars or whatever. <laughs> pumpkin based things. I think it's gross. I don't like it. Apples are the much superior fall. Oh, get out. I mean apples are fruit. Apples may be the best fruit overall. Yeah. Uh, apparently like if you're going to cook with pumpkin, you should always use canned pumpkin and not actual pumpkin because it, uh, canned pumpkin tastes more like pumpkin than actual pumpkin tastes like pumpkin. I've heard that. Yep. All right. Michael. I don't like the color brown. 
as like a decor thing. Mm-hmm. So like fall colors. Uh, actually, I don't like any of the fall colors. I don't like orange. I don't like yellow. And I don't like brown. What about red? Red's fine. Green. Green's fine. You're just naming colors now. Well, those are fall colors. Not well, as you're much just as... naming all colors except blue. Yeah, everything except blue. I like fall leaves and I like, you know, when the colors are all together. But I wish fall had some different colors. Yeah. But like, it doesn't in, in the South. It's pretty much green until like November, December. Yeah, but all the other holidays have like more vibrant colors. Like Christmas, you got your greens and your reds. Spring, you got every color. And then fall, you have brown. Or like muted yellow or muted orange. Because so. it's the colors of death. I know. That's my. That's the thing I don't like. And it tastes like garbage. It should be more life in fall. Mm. I once had my color wheel done or whatever, mm-hmm. and I am a true autumn. Mm. What does so. that mean? It means I look best in like um, uh, sort of those kind of darker, but like true shades of a color. Yeah. So like... I look good in a like a yellow with a bunch of brown in it or a darker yellow, but um, not in like a bright yellow. Oh, okay. A burgundy is better than a red on me, that type of thing. Um, mine would be chili. I don't like most kinds of chili. I only like the chili that I make, especially if you have beans in your chili. I'm, I'm not interested. I also only like the chili you make. Yeah. The bean thing is just ridiculous. It just takes over the whole thing. It get, does not. You get a mush. You get a no. a big bite mm. of meat and then mush. Well, then they're not cooking it right. And then it just ruins the whole thing. No. Yep. Okay. Uh, next up. One's got to go. Chili, stew, or soups and bisques. Well, it seems like you've already spoiled this one. Yeah, I didn't know that chili was going to be my um, unpopular fall opinion. Is this like... One's got to go like forever or one's got to go during fall? Forever. Oh, forever? You can never have blank again. No, I don't need to think about it. It's stew. See you later, stew. Yeah. I make stew a couple times a year and it's fine. It's good. But the best stew in the world is nowhere near as good as uh, mediocre chili. I love chili. Ugh. Yeah. Well, ugh, you too. <laughs> <laughs> I would go with stew also, but only if the chili I was having was yours. If if it was other chilies, I would get rid of chili. Yeah. I'm going to go with chili because I only like my chili and I like a number of different stews. And then soups. I mean, you can't get rid of soups. Or so bisques. Uh, I've please. been all about the um, Panera tomato soup. Uh, please. You don't recently. have to tell me. You so get, the gr- get the grilled cheese with it. And then you're, I don't get the grilled it. cheese. You need to. No, nope, I just get a bowl of soup and extra croutons, and that's all I need. No, you need to get the grilled cheese and add tomato and bacon to it. I don't the care for their half. grilled cheese. No, but you got you to gotta spice it up. That's what you got to do to make it better. You, they need to squish it down. <laughs> yeah. Well, the bread is too thick. Yeah, the that's bread's a, too thick. Yeah. You that's can get it on a different bread, but yeah. it's not. You need a white bread-ish, you know, for yeah. Squish good, it down. No. Get a get a panini press or a spatula or a brick. You would think they would have one there. Yeah, you'd think. I bet you could ask. They'd probably do it. Maybe. Oh, no. They're nice people there. Um, And number three, this one is from user 5Speed Mazdarati. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> on an Ask Reddit post. Who would be the most absurd slash worst person to cast as James Bond? The one that came to mind for me was Borat. <laughs> oh, that... <laughs> 
That'd be funny. No, though. that'd be kind of good. I mean, that would at least be entertaining because it'd just be another Borat movie. It'd be hilarious. But in real situations, yeah, or no, like obviously not real, but like more serious situations, he'd immediately get killed. Yeah, it would be a Borat short. I thought of an absurd one. Yeah. Bob Iger. Well, he's not an actor. Doesn't he can't cast. He him. tries to read off a script and all of those <laughs> D twenty three and all, and it, I just can't wait. For all the new offerings we're having at Walt Disney World. <laughs> it is a world of discovery and magic. <laughs> now, yeah, I like Bob Iger, but boy, he's not the greatest showman in the world. He's in one of the shows on the Disney cruise. He the, sure is. The, the Golden Mickeys, maybe? Oh, I guess they have to redo that now. Oh, yeah. No, they'll just keep the same one because they're so <laughs> cheap. Because no, of not on Disney back. Cruise. Disney Cruise Line there. First class all the way. Okay. Cast away. I was going to go with either Chris Farley, may he rest in peace, or Kathy Griffin. Griffith? Kathy Griffin. 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 Yeah. 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 I, I think Chris Farley, again, it'd just be a comedy. Kathy Griffin would be a bad comedy. <laughs> I mean, I think she's funny, but I don't think she'd be funny in this. Right. She wouldn't yeah. be a good James Bond. Yeah. All right. And that's it for small topics. Thanks, Jason. Those are some great small topics. News. Here are four news items to discuss this week about Walt Disney World. Number one, Epcot's new creation shop and Club Cool are now open. So the Epcot redevelopment project has reached another milestone with the opening of Creation Shop, the new flagship retail store at the park. Located in the former Mouse Gear store and what will become the world celebration area of the park, mm. Creation Shop has a brand new look and a range of all new Epcot merchandise. The new store has a very up-to-date look with large floor-to-ceiling windows offering a very open and airy environment. The look isn't all that dissimilar from World of Disney and Uniqlo at Disney Springs, taking cues from the latest retail designs with a hint or a sousant of an Apple store. The store oh, has... God. Is the, it madness when you try to check out there? No, you just go in and grab stuff and leave if it's not an iPhone or an iPad. I think they're just referring to the look. Okay. I love checking out at the Apple store when it's a small thing. You just go take it off the wall. Yeah, that's true. It's amazing. Well, this store has five entrances, allowing guests to enter from all sides of the building. And in the evening time, there's a new lighting package. Using light fixtures that are similar in the new points of light on Spaceship Earth, the breezeway outside of Creation Shop and Club Cool is now a color-changing environment. Ooh. And there are many pictures and videos of the new store, the merchandise, and the lighting online. Uh, it looks pretty sleek and a great transformation uh, to mouse gear and the surrounding area. I think it looks really, really nice. My parents are down there, and the, it opened yesterday as we record. And I was like, oh, did you go? No. There's a super long line to get out. I'm like, yeah, no. Good yeah. call. I already heard the eBay people have already been there snatching up all the new merchandise, of course. I thought we fixed that with two per or whatever. Yeah, what? I think we did, didn't we? Yeah, but if they take buy two and then leave and come back in and buy two. That sounds exhausting. Yeah. Those eBay people are slippery. Maybe the E stands for eel. Because they're oh, so yeah. slippery. Eel Bay. Oh. Slippery. I don't think it does, though. Well, well, opening alongside Creation Shop, Club Cool is back at Epcot, offering tasting of Coca-Cola products and a range of merchandise. The space follows the design cues from the new Creation Shop, bright, airy, with high ceilings. And most drinks from the original Club Cool are back to sample, including the fan favorite but gross Beverly drink, along with some new additions. 
Operating hours are from park open to park close, and you can find the entrance on the breezeway on the east side of the park, the former mouse gear area. Or Centorium? Was that what it was called? Cent- what was it called before mouse gear? I don't know. Centronium? Sorry. I think Centorium sounds right. Centorium. I don't know. We'll get corrected. I remember I had two stories. Did you know that family travel has the incredible power to shape our children's worldview and create lasting memories? In a world where representation is often lacking, it's essential for our children to see themselves reflected in every aspect of life, including the stories we tell about travel. Introducing the Travel of Legacy podcast, where we're rewriting the script by celebrating the diverse voices of black and brown family travelers. Each episode of Travel of Legacy is a testament to the enriching power and the joy of exploration in black and brown communities. So journey with us and subscribe now. I remember on Retro WDW that they said it had two stories. So did they put back that whole breezeway that they took down? They didn't take down that breezeway. Which breezeway? That the mouse scary breezeway. With electric umbrella? Yeah, they didn't take down that breezeway. It's got well, five good. entrances, Jason. All good stories have five entrances. Oh, I know. You got to have an odd number or it look weird. Mm-hmm. Speaking of breezeways, one place you would like a breeze is at a dessert party. So number two, dessert parties, dining packages, and candlelight return to Walt Disney World. So there's a bunch of these. First up, the Disney Enchantment Fireworks Dessert Party at the Magic Kingdom. Firework dessert parties are about to return to Walt Disney World with the Magic Kingdom's Disney Enchanted Pre-Party and Disney Enchanted After Party. The Disney Enchantment Pre-Party is priced at $79 for adults and $47 for children and offers desserts at the Tomorrowland Terrace, followed by viewing of Disney Enchantment in the Plaza Gardens on Main Street, USA. The Disney Enchantment After Party is priced at $99 per adult and $59 for children and offers firework viewing in the Plaza Garden, followed by desserts, beer and wine at the Tomorrowland Terrace. And finally, Disney Enchantment Treats and Seats offers desserts, cheese and wines with fireworks seating inside the Tomorrowland Terrace. And pricing for that one is $114 for adults and $69 for children. The parties open on October 3rd, 2021, although reservations are not yet available. Of course, theme park admission and Disney Park Pass reservations are required for both events. So I think the one we went to was the would be the Disney Enchantment Treats and Seats one. Yeah, equivalent. So, yeah. So now they have like different tiers of them. I think they had two before. Also. Yeah, they had multiple tiers before because they also have one. There was one in our area and then there was one in Tomorrowland Terrace. And then they walked them out. Right. To the gardens. Yeah. Well, there's also another one in the lagoon. You have the fairy tale fireworks, a sparkling dessert cruise. So fairy tale fireworks, a sparkling dessert cruise makes a return to the seven seas lagoon. Taking place on select Wednesday and Saturday nights beginning September 18th, 2021. Admission is $99 for adults and $69 for children ages 3 and 9. Bite-sized signature treats including Kaboom Cupcakes and Rocket Burst Popcorn Push-Ups to Red Velvet Wow Pie and Grand Finale Key Lime Tarts. That's a lot of words. Specialty drinks are included either with or without alcohol. Theme to the sparkling shooting stars of the fireworks. An ultraviolet scavenger hunt takes place on board for the kids. And the ferry boat will set sail 50 minutes prior to Happily Ever After during September or 50 minutes prior to Disney Enchantment during October. And reservations are already open. 
I wonder how that is. Like the view is not going to be great, but on the lagoon, tell that yeah. to those Bora Bora bungalows. Yeah, but it's still far away. Like the view is not great from the poly. Tell to the cold tub. <laughs> but the ferry will be closer, Plunge, I guess. Plunge pool. Did I, did I tell you those were coming up? Like for the first time I saw those, you could book them. Oh, and the reservations. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. $3,600. Nice. Yeah. For one night? Didn't book it. Yeah. That's too many dollars. That is too many dollars for me. Well, what you can book is a harmonious dining package at Epcot. I'm sorry? I said it right. Harmonious. Mm, whatever. Epcot will be offering two new fireworks viewing packages for the upcoming Harmonious Nighttime Spectacular at both the Rosen Crown and Spice Road Table. At the Rosen Crown Dining Room, the package features a prefix menu including one appetizer, entree, dessert platter, and unlimited beverages priced at $89 for adults and $39 for children. Dessert platter? Wow. The Spice Road Table Fireworks Package costs $72 per adult and $31 per child. And this package includes two small plates, dessert platter, and unlimited beverages. Reservations open September 23rd, 2021, and viewing takes place from the outdoor dining areas at both restaurants. And check-in for both begins 45 minutes prior to the show. The dining experience will last approximately 90 minutes, ending when the show ends. Hmm. Get. So that's different from before, because didn't before the dining packages, you could, like, eat earlier in the day, and then you mm-hmm. go yeah, to, like, Yeah, it was a, like you have to eat at four, and then... You go to this area. Yeah. So this, they had like different areas for, I guess, different levels. Yeah. So this but looks, it had more restaurants you could go to. Yeah. Well. These are the two, or these are two of the ones right on the water. So I guess it makes sense that they got a good view at Rosencrantz. Yeah. So yeah. you would stay there and watch the show. I love that they're bringing back all these uh, events. Well, we're not done yet. There's another one <gasps> Celebration at the Top 50th Flavors and Fireworks. So Disney's Contemporary Resort will be offering a Walt Disney World 50th Anniversary Cocktail Party beginning October 2nd, 2021, which includes firework viewing from the hotel's rooftop. Culinary offerings include sushi, small bites, favorite dishes from the California Grill menu, and desserts. The complimentary bar serves California wine, beers, and cordials. And as the nightly fireworks showtime approaches, you can step out onto the private observation deck reserved just for the celebration of the top guests. After the fireworks, head back inside for Petty Four desserts, cordials, and coffee. Celebration at the top, 50th Flavors and Fireworks at Disney's Contemporary Resort is $129 per person, plus tax and gratuity, and there's a dress code. Men must wear khakis, slacks, or dress shorts, and collared shirts. Jeans may be worn if in good condition. Sport coats are optional. And women must wear capri pants, skirts, dresses, or dress shorts. And again, jeans may be worn if in good condition. That's ridiculous. Just the jean thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no, a nice jean. No, I know, but it just sounds ridiculous that the, yeah, they must be in good condition. What? Who's going to who's gonna judge that? It's fashion. Look it up. Uh, no, it needs to be a nice dark wash. If you come in with your acid wash jeans, get out of here. What if they're in good condition? Doesn't matter. No, that's not what it says. It's not good condition because they've been washed in acid. Yeah. Or sandblasted. Well, if you want to be blasted by music, the Candlelight Processional is returning to Epcot's World Showcase this holiday season. So in a surprise to many, the 2021 Epcot International Festival of the Holidays will see the return of the fan-favorite Candlelight Processional. Some Disney sites had reported that Disney was already in the advanced planning stages and was beginning the process of recruiting the choirs to perform in the show, and Disney has now confirmed the show's return. The Candlelight Processional did not take place in 2020 due to the covid uh, pandemic, and no vaccine available at that time. 
Disney will require all of its salaried and non-union cast members to be vaccinated by September 30th, 2021, which will clear the way for cast members, musicians, singers, and narrators. However, the school groups will not take part and will instead be replaced with an expanded cast choir. The list of celebrity narrators is still to be announced, but expect many of the usual names. Kathy Griffin. (laughs) The Epcot International Festival of the Holidays begins November 26th and takes place daily through December 30th. I think, didn't they come to an agreement with the unions on... uh, I really thought you were going to say Kathy Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) They did. Uh, I believe they did, On vaccines? Like, I think, yeah. So, good. I'm I'm not excited for this. There you go. I liked it when we It was a fine show. And they had those big trumpets. Yeah, I was going to say, the big trumpets are like the thing ingrained in my head. Yeah. It was the epitome of nice. Who, do you remember who our person was? Uh, It was uh, Jody Benson. Yeah. Edward James almost. Did he have a gravelly voice? So say we all. <laughs> I wonder if Neil Patrick Harris will come back this year. Heck yeah. What do you mean? He always does. Yeah. Yeah. He's there right now. Maybe. Well, remember when Will mentioned Edward James almost? <laughs> <laughs> he was in a spaceship. King of segways. <laughs> and number three, Space 220 and Steakhouse 71 menus and reservation information released. Allegedly for one of them. As we previously mentioned, Space 220, the space-themed table service restaurant Epcot, is set to open this week on September 20th and will offer a walk-up service only from September 20th through September 26th. Reservations will be available from September 27th onward and can be made starting on September 20th. Lunch is priced at $55 for adults and includes one appetizer and one entree. Ages 9 and under is priced at $29 for both lunch and dinner and includes an entree, dessert, and beverage. And dinner is $79 for adults. They have an eclectic menu with space-named food items, which I think are hilarious. Like, the, every single one has a space yeah. name. Uh, and space the Space salad. <laughs> and you can find the menus posted online. I'm not going to go through the menus here. Um, there are also pictures of some of the offerings, and they look, dare I say, out of this world. Mm. It's on the pricier side, but you're paying both for the food and service, but also the unique theming. And they got that elevator to space wasn't cheap, Michael. It's long. What is it? 20, 220 miles? Yeah. Or store. I don't know. Whatever it is. I'm 220 miles. Yeah. That's a long elevator. Yeah. That's not free. Mm-mm. Like you got to, you got to pay for that. Yep. Uh, those people just paid $200 million probably for Elon Musk to take them into space. And you won't pay 79? Yeah. Just saying, this is a steal. This is a steal at twice the price. And you get something to eat. Mm hmm. You know where else you can get something to eat? Where? Steakhouse 71, located on the first floor of Disney's Contemporary Resort, will open its doors on October 1st for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and reservations are now available. So this is the former wave of American flavors. It's a shame they had such a great breakfast. Also, the menus have been released online, and I'm not going to go through them all here, but we'll hear some highlights in a minute. Disney says, quote, Steakhouse 71, which gets its name from the year the resort opened, has a sleek yet comfortable decor with fun design elements from the 70s and hints of our Florida heritage with subtle sightings of the beloved orange bird and citrus groves. The chefs created a terrific dinner menu with all the hallmark of a family-friendly steakhouse, and offerings at breakfast and lunch are unique and delicious. They even give a nod to Walt Disney with contemporary spins on some of his favorite foods. And kids can get creative with their meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They can choose an entree, select two sides, and a drink from a menu, um, just like the adults. So that's fun. Nice. <laughs> they can even create their own ice cream sundae. Mm. Ooh. Our talented mixologists and sommeliers have crafted fabulous alcoholic and non-alcoholic 
and non-alcoholic libations offered in the Steakhouse 71 Lounge or to enjoy while you are dining, end quote. So the menus are online, but the breakfast menus includes everything from fresh-baked pastries and avocado toast to Walt's prime rib hash and eggs benedict, along with a variety of wake-up sips like the Steakhouse Bloody Mary and the bourbon cold brew, as well as espressos, cappuccinos, latte, fresh-brewed, you know, breakfast drinks. The lunch menu includes salads, burgers, and sandwiches, and the dinner menu includes a comprehensive range of steaks, including dry-aged and prime rib with multiple sauces and side options. Poor lunch. And we have sandwiches <laughs> for lunch. Whatever's left over from the night before. And, of course, there's a dessert menu, which includes the Steakhouse 71 chocolate cake, which is 15 layers of whiskey-infused chocolate cake, chocolate mousse, and raspberries, one layer for every floor of Disney's Contemporary Resort. Huh. And they're, like, full-size. It's not those teeny thin layers. It's a full-size layer. So it's, um, I think, six feet tall. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a big piece of cake. Yeah. Did they slide? No sharing allowed. Did they slide the layers in one at a time like they did the contemporary? Chest of drawers. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. We yeah, are- I'm excited. We have a reservation for this. You snagged a res. We snagged yeah. a res. Thanks Me to Will. Too. He was the one that let us know that they were available. I had no idea. Yep. I think it'll be a good uh, a good meal for the the nephews. Yeah. Yeah. And it's at the contemporary, which Who is Who doesn't like fun. a nice steak? Don't talk to me yeah. if you don't. Unless, you know, you're like allergic or something, then apologies, but you know. I'm sure they have fish too. And speaking of fish, number four. <laughs> you made that up. You don't know that they have fish at all. Uh, the new updated Finding Nemo show is coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom. So Finding Nemo, the musical, has been delighting our guests since 2007, says Disney. And I'm excited to tell you a reimagined show based on the same beloved characters will debut in 2022. Although our Disney Live Entertainment team is still in the early stages of development for the show, the musical retelling of this underwater tale of family, friendship, and kindness will feature new story material, as well as fan-favorite songs such as In the Big Blue World and Go With the Flow. The attraction is currently closed and has been since March of 2020 at the start of the pandemic. But stay tuned to Disney Parks blog for updates on this new show as we get closer to its debut next year. I love In the Big Blue World. Yeah. It was a nice show. It was long, so I wouldn't mind it if it was shorter. Not for how hot it was that day I was there. It was a perfectly reasonable <laughs> amount of time. My favorite thing about that show is when Michael rides um, Expedition Everest, there's a nice ledge that you can sit on that's mm. really shady right outside that show. And it's very nice, generally not crowded, and then a wave of people come through, and then it's done. I mean, I bet there's other nice things in this show. Well, yeah. Like the puppetry. Yeah. Yeah, the show is good. Don't get me wrong. Sounds fishy. I love this. <laughs> and just like our oceans, that is it for news. Oh, th- thanks, Michael. <laughs> that was some. Uh, that was good, and then very depressing. Tweet. Speaking of space, like three segments ago, <laughs> uh, Main Tweet USA takes us back out to outer space on Disney+. And so this one was from Michael earlier in the week on the Slack channel, which completely went by and I didn't notice. I know. No but <laughs> Disney Plus unveiled a trailer for a new space-based docuseries, Among the Stars, which sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah, I no. like docuseries, and I like space, and I like Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Did you watch the trailer? I did. Uh, so... 
Let's see. It was produced by Fullwell73. I don't know what that is. The six-part series follows NASA astronaut Captain Chris Cassidy on his third and final space mission through close-up footage, personal video diaries, and live stream tapes, all while the world enters lockdown during the COVID-19 pandemic. So that's an interesting uh, time period for sure. Yeah. According to the official synopsis, Among the Stars provides behind-the-scenes access to the critically important NASA mission of repairing a $2 billion science experiment, the Alpha Magnetic Spectrometer, or AMS for short, which aims to reveal the origins of the universe. To repair the AMF, AMS, former Navy SEAL Captain Cassidy and his team must undertake a series of complex spacewalks, but the story quickly becomes a tale about the broader team at NASA, their roles on this daring mission, and the collective quest to succeed. I mean, you could tell me this was scripted at this point. Yeah, it sounds cool. I've, have they done this before? Like, had like a like filmed a documentary with real astronauts in space? I mean, probably, but it was probably on the NASA channel, or yeah, you know, nobody saw it. Or back in like the eighties when space was yeah, people liked space more. I remember like cool IMAX films about space. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. But yeah, this. At first, I didn't know what this was at first, so when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is yeah. this is interesting. And what was his name, the astronaut? Chris Cassidy. Yeah. he um, His first and last name both start with the same letters, so he's probably going to become a superhero. Yes. Or a villain. But probably a superhero because of NASA. We'll see. You have to watch the six-part docuseries <laughs> right. to find out. And don't Google. <laughs> see how he's doing. Um, can I go back to Steakhouse 71 for a minute? <laughs> sure. Um, so the Disney food blog has a a story where the headline is the prices all caps for Disney world steakhouse 71 might surprise you exclamation. And then you roll down and um, they do surprise me. All of the steaks are like in the $30. Range. Yeah. I was surprised by like, that as well. All right. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It seems like it's equivalent. It's priced equivalent equivalently to the wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably, you'll probably wind up spending maybe the same amount of money. Here, as you would have, as you would at like a BR guest type of thing. Yeah. All right, continue. The series was filmed in partnership with several international space agencies, including NASA's Johnson Space Center, the European Space Agency in Cologne, Germany, the Japanese Aerospace Exploration Agency outside Tokyo, and the Russian Space Agency in Star City, which I love the name of Star City. <laughs> a second update they do have a fish option. Oh, good. Among the Stars will be available to stream on Disney Plus beginning Monday, October 6th. And also, this is a very short uh, notice, but Flight of the Navigator uh, reboot is in the works at Disney with Bryce Dallas Howard directing and producing. This will be cool. Disney Studios is developing a reimagining of its 1986 sci-fi live-action feature, Flight of the Navigator, with a female lead, a project that Bryce Dallas Howard is attached to direct and produce for Disney Plus. The original movie, starring Joey Kramer, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Veronica Cartwright, follows a boy who travels eight years into the future from 1978 and has an adventure with an intelligent, wisecracking alien ship named Max. Paul Rubens provided the voice of Max in the film, which was released in late July uh, 1986, grossing an uninflated $18.6 million at the domestic box office. The project reteams Howard with Disney Plus as a director, the multi-hyphenate having, well, that's that's funny. <laughs> Never heard her described as a multi-hyphenate. Having already helmed two episodes of Star Wars, The Mandalorian, uh, uh, the uh, ch- Chapter 4, The Sanctuary, and Chapter 11, The Heiress, and an episode of the upcoming spinoff series, The Book of Boba Fett. 
Howard stars next in Universal and Amblin's Jurassic World finale, which I didn't know it was a finale. Jurassic World Dominion, which opens on June 10th, 2022. And I only added this because that franchise through five movies has already clocked over $5 billion worldwide. That's a lot of billions. That's a lot of dollars. And I'm, I, I will watch this movie. I like Flight of the Navigator is one of those 80s kids movies yeah. that I loved. I yeah. watched it a lot. It was taped off the Disney Channel, and I about wore that tape out. Yeah, same here. I don't know that I've seen it. Really? Yeah, I don't think I have. I feel like if you don't love it now, you definitely would have loved it as a kid. Yeah. You won't love it now, most likely. <laughs> uh, there was a reference to it on an episode of Future Man. Was there? Yeah, at the beginning when they came back in time because he, like... He won the video game or whatever, and they were like, you're the chosen one. And he was like, this is Flight of the Navigator. Who put you up to this? <laughs> it is available on Disney Plus currently. So there you go. The old one, not the new one. Ah. They haven't filmed it yet. It will be. It will be eventually. And that's it for Main Tweet USA. Thanks, Will. That was a great trip down Main Tweet USA in outer space. Today's topic, Walt, Jason, and Michael's Walt <laughs> Disney World Trip Review. So, take it away, boys. <laughs> yeah. How was your trip? <laughs> it was a while ago, so we have to kind of remember. Good yeah. thing you wrote Thankfully, all this Thankfully, Michael wrote notes, so we yeah. can... We were going to record this right after we came back, but then it was like Labor Day, and it just got lost in the shuffle yeah, we had of other the, episodes uh, that we had to do. The genie, the Disney genie episode turned into a it got away episode. from us. That was just going to be a new segment. And yeah. It turned into a whole episode. <laughs> it got away from you. You know, it happens yeah. sometimes. I felt like it was a good discussion, though. I agree because we did it and everything we do is great. Yep. Well, our trip to Walt Disney World was great. Uh, we went down in the middle of August. Yeah. Possibly Sounds great. Not the greatest time to go, <laughs> temperature wise. Yeah. Uh, we went for four days. I think so. We flew down. Wednesday? Yeah, we flew down like on a Wednesday night and came back on a Sunday. Yep. Late. Our flight was super late. Yeah. Like we got in at 11. This was our last time using the Magical Express before it's replaced by Mears Connect. Mm-hmm. Ours was definitely a Mears bus. Well, I think maybe all of those are actually Mears buses. Like I don't, I don't know that maybe the Disney one, maybe the ones that have the Disney wrap on them are, but I'm not going to miss the Magical Express. <laughs> I'm really not. It was convenient, but there's other options yeah. that are more convenient. Yeah. I think the best thing about the Magical Express was that it was uh, free. It's free, yes. And then you have to wait for the other resorts and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, it's it's free, but it's a bit of a time suck for me. Yeah, I'd, I like the Magical Express um, when you get to... Like at the beginning of your trip, yeah. I don't like it on the return, like when you're going back to the airport because they make you go like super. Early. Yeah, we didn't ride back. <laughs> so we usually Uber back to the airport because you can basically get two more hours out of your day. Yeah. Uh, before you go back, but anyway, it was uh, sad knowing that it was going away. Nonetheless, yeah. There was a kid behind us the whole time who was asking like tons and tons and tons and tons of questions to his parents, um, and they were all centered on how much things cost. Like, how much is a night at that hotel? How much is a night at that hotel? So. Yeah, and they, the his family was answering his questions and everything they said was wrong. Yeah, and it was late and we were tired, so it was like, I really hated those people. <laughs> yes. 
Anyway, we um we stayed at Coronado Springs in the Casitas. The Casitas. I've been there. And speaking of tired and cranky, is it is it because I said something? <laughs> no, the Casitas. <laughs> yeah, we got there really late, and then we couldn't find our Casitas, so we're just like wandering around this large resort. Yeah. Uh, it happens. <laughs> yeah, and so like we go in the buildings are they're all connected but they're all numbered something different and there's no like there's no difference in the buildings so like if you look at riverside it's probably bigger maybe maybe as big but the buildings have different architecture mm-hmm. in the casitas it's all the same so like like even the paint jobs the same so when you go in if you don't know where you're going um or you haven't been there yet uh, especially with the, you know, check-in where you don't go to the lobby. Yeah. Um, you're just kind of wandering around for a while. And then if you stay on the fourth floor or the fifth floor, whatever floor we were on. The fourth. There are certain elevators that will go there, but not all elevators go there. And there are certain buildings that you can go through to get to the fourth floor, but not all buildings. So. Yeah, we haven't really had this problem as much before because usually we drive and we can park right in front of the building. Like you, they have the big numbers outside, but since we did Magical Express, it dropped us off at the front of the resort, and we had to walk there. And when you, and like we said, it was late at night. We were already tired, and then everything looked the same, and it was dark, and thought we knew where we were going, but it took a little while. So yeah. it felt really good. When we got to our our room. Yeah, Michael and I don't really argue very much. We both needed a minute when we got when we got there. When we finally landed in the room, Michael was like, I'm going to get ice and snacks. <laughs> so he just, he wandered around. And then he got lost again. <laughs> so I just turned on the air conditioning and the fan. I, I got, think actually I unpacked. I got so many snacks though, because we were yeah. hungry. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but everything else about Coronado Springs, um, like we've stayed there before and we've talked about it before, but everything like. There's so much to praise about the resort. Like yeah. it's just, it's- yeah. After that first night, when we sort of knew our way around and we could get to and from places, like that is a, it is a great resort. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely, um, we're staying in, and I, I may like the casitas more than the tower, except for the tower I had a really big room too. But it's, it's a great resort. Yeah, and it's so convenient to everything on property. Yes. Um, regardless of whether you're using Disney transportation like we were, or if you had your your own car, so that's. That was nice. It made it really quick to get places. Yeah, which seems strange to me. Yeah. I always feel like it takes a while to get places. Yeah. It's like, how are we, how are we close to everything? So uh, we did use Disney buses for the most part, but occasionally when we didn't want to wait, we would take an Uber. Yeah. Um, and that worked out. Decent Disney buses were great for the most part. Um, <laughs> there was one. One day we went and caught a bus, and it wasn't a Disney bus. It was a Mirrors bus. Ugh. Uh, like a charter bus too. So you're in that like hot, sweaty seats. Yeah. Did you just like get on some bus? The only one that was there? No, it like, it was the one that was going to, I think it was animal kingdom, but you, you know how Disney buses come to a complete stop and like exaggerate the complete stop. <laughs> like at a stop sign. Yeah. Uh, this guy was rolling through stop signs. <laughs> He's ready to get there. Um, yeah. They don't give the, the other buses, the like garage door opener for the backs of the resorts. So they have to wait for another bus to come. <laughs> or like, I think the first night some guy honked, like our guy honked the the horn and then they 
opened it up. But I thought you were going to say at the park you had to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a dollar a person. So if everybody could just pass one up, yeah. So I hope they uh, they get some more bus drivers hired. Get those. Disney yeah, I wasn't buses sure rolling. why they had. Yeah, I, I guess it was a hiring situation. Yeah, why they probably. had a mixture of just regular buses yeah. and the Disney buses? Because I've never seen them have charter buses on the Disney routes. Um, so my guess is there was a shortage of drivers. But that being said, we rarely had to wait for a bus. Like everything kind of worked out with the buses, which yep. is surprising if there's like a shortage of uh, buses. So good on Disney for adding buses to kind of fill in. Yeah. If you know, uh, we're, we didn't really notice aside from the paint job on the bus. Yeah. Did you it, use my Disney experience to see when the bus was coming? Mm-hmm. We did. Did it work? Yeah. Good. Most of the time. Sometimes it didn't. One sure. time it didn't and we called an Uber instead. Cause mm. yeah. it was like, we, and I called <laughs> Bob Chapek. <laughs> I said, hey. Uh, did you go to the food court? Yes. yes. I have two questions. You okay. know what one of them is? What? Did they have the breakfast bowl? They didn't, but they had something similar that uh, it was like an eggs and something. It was similar, but not the same. Was it back to normal yet or was it all prepackaged? It's all grab and go. Mm. Yeah. The only, in, in fact, uh, the only time I noticed a staffing shortage was there was one day I went to breakfast and the line, they had one person, one register open and the line was like wrapped around the whole food Mm. court. Basically. Um, That was the only time I noticed the staffing thing, but now talking back about the buses, the the buses were almost definitely a staffing issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, but yeah, it was good. And I liked the, you know, the system was fine. Yeah, all the restaurants at Coronado were open, like Rick's Rick's Bar or whatever, mm-hmm. the uh, Maya Grill. Mm-hmm. The Yeah, it wasn't open when I was there in May. The bar by the pool, the bar in the middle of the lagoon, like everything like it seemed like everything was up and running at least, even if they were doing things a little bit differently. Yeah. I believe it will be a matter of time before they go back to non grab and go. Yeah. My parents are at Pop Century right now, and it is back to normal operations. Oh, okay. Oh, really? It's yeah. not grab and go anymore. Oh. It may not have been before. I, well, if I'm they, sure it, was. it probably was, but they probably didn't have much. It'd you know, be enough value, as you know. <laughs> not me. I love value. I love a good value. So, like, for most of this trip, like overall, the crowds were really low. Yes. Um, and because of that, most things were technically like a walk on. Obviously, they didn't have like the spacing like they had before. Where I think we talked before when we would go during the pandemic, everything was a walk on, but the lines were really long because of the spacing. Yep. Um, this was just your normal. You get in line and you just kind of walk to the the front of it. I think the longest wait was twenty five minutes. Yep. Um, over the four days, the only downside to this whole trip really was how hot and humid it was while we were there, which isn't surprising. Yeah, um, the, the super low crowd levels were the thing that made the heat um, tolerable somewhat. But it was like, it was blazing hot. And um, I, I'll never go back in August to Disney World. It was just, it was too hot and we're too exhausted. And the first day, it was really all that we could talk about. And then I felt bad because I was like, I just felt like I was complaining the whole time and ruining Michael's trip. And then Michael felt bad because he felt like he forced me to come during the middle and I was miserable. So like, um, that we don't argue with each other. We, we empathize with the other one and try <laughs> to 
uh, <clears throat> and then that makes us feel bad for the, you know, but it was really bad the first day. And then you didn't get used to it, but you were prepared for it the next day. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't a shot. It wasn't like, Oh, it's going to be hot. You're thinking about going down there <clears throat> and then you get there and you're like, this is a different level of heat. Um, so the second day you're like, okay, I understand. I understand what we're about to get into. Yeah. Cause it's not like Georgia isn't hot. So it's not like we're not yeah. familiar with these temperatures. It's mainly the humidity. Um, but also it's just the, it just hits you. There's no yeah. breeze in central Florida. Like yeah. it's just flat in the middle of the state. Yeah. And um, the concrete, the, I mean, there was like, we went back. So what we would do is we would uh, go in the morning and then go back to the resort around lunchtime or one and then leave for the parks around four or five, go back. Um, so there was uh, one day we went back to the parks. It was a little early and it was, I think Hollywood studios. And we walked from the bus drop off and from the bus drop off, you have to walk past the Skyliner and then through the, the amazing new security checkpoint uh, and then in, and then we went, like we walked from the bus all the way back to the um, Slinky Dog, and I thought I was going to die. And at that point, like Michael goes, "Do you, do you want to leave? Like we can go if you want to leave." And I was like, "I can't walk back to the car." Like, <laughs> <laughs> so no, we'll just hang out here. But then right after that, it's like five o'clock hit, and it suddenly became cool. It yeah, became it was super fun. cloudy. It may have drizzled a little bit, but yeah. the evenings were were wonderful. Um, but yeah, so we did Hollywood Studios our first day. Um, we we snagged a, a Rise of the Resistance boarding pass from mm-hmm. the resort and got in... Was I boarding group? Were we boarding I group one? I think we one? were boarding group one. Um, but yeah, we um, we were on Rise of the Resistance 15 minutes after the park opening, which was crazy to me because yeah. usually we have like one later in the day. Yep. And uh, that's it. Confirmed. Rise of the Resistance is over. <laughs> it's terrible. Nobody likes it. Well, they just turned on the standby line, and that means mm-hmm. that there's no demand anymore. Also, uh, obviously a failure. What Michael's about to say. Extreme failure. Yeah. The cool thing about being there in the morning or going on in the morning was there was no one in line at that point. Nope. So there was no like backup. Um, they didn't even have us use the normal queue. And like they had us use what appears to be the. Lightning the lightning lane. lane entrance. So it was a, it was much shorter. It was completely separate from the regular queue. Um, everything was up and running. There was like there was no delays anywhere. Even like when in the like the holding room or the prison area, usually like there's some delays there. Well, yeah. But it was just moving super snappy, and the whole time we were down there, the boarding groups were available like at least until seven p.m. Um, yeah, at night. Like the morning ones would. Yeah, the morning ones got booked. Yeah, those are the one o'clock ones. Would there would always be some available? So obviously, yep. that's still the case if they're getting you know temporarily pausing them yeah. for the. I like the uh, the wording today on the articles. Like we'll let you know they're going to come back at some point. We'll let you know. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think it'll come back at Christmas, but we'll see. It's going to feel f- like this is going to. Th- they were giving themselves an out, but they'll let you wait for flight of passage for three and a half hours out in the yeah. sun. I don't care. If they have enough room in that standby queue, that's the thing. It's not a huge one like flight of passages. There's a lot of there's a lot back there. Yeah. Not as much it as it probably of has two hours. You can go, you can go around that uh that mountain seven times in flight of passage. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Um, we were the pilots on Smuggler's Run. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, you mean Snuggler's, Snuggler's Run. Run. Yep. Uh, we had lunch at the ABC Commissary because it was indoors. Yep. <laughs> and dinner at Mama Melrose. And those were good. I think you went back to the ABC Commissary while I was doing other stuff just so you could sit in the air conditioner. <laughs> I did because they have uh, self-serve drinks now. So oh, I could yeah, just yeah. go in. I could mobile order a soda. So they would let let me in because they don't let you in if you're if you're not mobile ordered. So I mobile ordered a soda, got my cup, and just sat and uh, chatted on Slack with the Patreons for a little while, and um, waited for Michael to. What were you doing? I think I was doing a rock and roller coaster. Rock and roller, yeah. All right, duh, duh, I was definitely doing a rock yeah. and roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be coy about it. <laughs> I was thinking maybe there was something else, but no, that's the only thing that Jason doesn't do there. Yeah. A slinky dog broke down right as we were, like, we were on it, but we hadn't yeah. left the station and it broke down. So they had us like get off and they gave us like a fast pass for it. Um, and we got to come back later. Yeah. Thankfully, we hadn't left the station when it broke down because, you know, we were just sitting there and it wasn't in like the baking sun. We were in the air, uh, the um, covered area and it had fans somewhere. Like it yeah. didn't, it wasn't terrible. But like if you were on that hang on part, <laughs> <You're just whew>. <laughs> in the burning sun, I would have died. Uh, the pre-show is back at Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway, so that was the first time I got to see the pre-show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. It was nice. You get the you get the little film beforehand, so you know what the story is yep. <laughs> before you get on it. Nah, I think I got it. Which is helpful. Oh, well, yeah, but still. Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, it's like, they, they're going on an adventure. I got it. There was There's like, a train. And there was a cool special effect. Mm-hmm. I've heard tell. But it was good. It was a good Hollywood Studios day outside of the heat. Yeah. Um, there was those magical week and a half or two weeks it was open pre-pandemic. Right. right. <laughs> But yeah, Mickey and Minnie, we waited throughout the day. And we also used uh, the Touring Plans app, and they were pretty good about, like, they had, like, they were pretty accurate with their estimates. Yeah, I think we waited 10 minutes for Mickey and Minnie's. Next day, we went to the Magic Kingdom, and uh, we rope dropped it, which we haven't rope dropped the Magic Kingdom in a Mm -mm. long time. And so, like, we got to be in the hub before the park opened, um, which was really cool, because... Maybe it's been like this for a while, but last time we wrote, dropped, I feel like they held you back closer to the train station, but that might not be true. Yeah, because they did that show. They yeah kept you in the plaza, I think, or the the like where the entry thing. Yeah, is. but it's been a long time since we park up in Magic Kingdom, mainly because of me. But um, it was cool. We got to see the castle all decked out for the fiftieth. Yeah, I love it. I think it looks great. Yeah. It has good contrast. Yeah. Like if you, if if I look at old pictures of the castle when it was like silver and blue versus what it is now, it um, almost looks like it was, it's um, faded from the sun. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it probably was. Yeah. Our, uh, we have a Federation flag, a United Federation of Planets flag that's very faded. And it reminded me of that. I left my hat, my Mickey hat that I bought on the last trip. Um, on Small World. Hmm. So I got to have my first experience with Walt Disney World Lost and Found. How'd that go? I didn't get the hat back, but the process was cool. Like, ah, okay. <laughs> like you tell them like, where you left it. It wasn't your you figment felt, hat. That's what, you know, No, it was about. that one I bought. There was like a, it was a black and white Mickey, Mickey Mouse one. Um, I guess I left it on the seat. Next time you ride, if it's on one of those dolls, <laughs> you should uh, file a, like a strongly worded letter. But they had a, a cool process, like where like you fill out this little form, and then they, um, they basically log it online, and then they'll 
get back to you basically when they find it. And so like I was getting email updates about it like for the next week after saying, uh, we've looked again or we've we still haven't found it yet, but we know we'll keep looking. And then like a week later I got the last one. Unfortunately we could not find your item and <laughs> case <that's>, closed. <laughs> right. Someone stole your hat. <laughs> um so that was a bummer, but it was just a hat. Um the people mover was open again. Woohoo it had been closed the last three times. We yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was very exciting. We got to ride that. That's just how you remember. Mm-hmm. And you get a real good look at the Tron coaster. Yeah. Man, that's going to be awesome. I am mm-hmm. so excited for that. Yeah, they made so much Opening next on week, I believe. Right? Yeah, no, October next, 1st, right? Uh, yeah, I believe, yeah. <laughs> Probably before Space 220. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Um, anyway, we had a great day at the Magic Kingdom. Um, a couple funny stories. I went back to Thunder Mountain again to ride while Jason was shopping. And I had a lady in the car behind me who like tapped me on the shoulder. First off, don't touch me during a pandemic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Yeah>. Or ever, <laughs> really, if you can help it. But she was like, just so you know, I'm a screamer. Oh, <laughs> I was like, well, okay. okay. <laughs> well, that, mm. And she was not joking because as soon as we like, started going it was almost nonstop, ah like high-pitched screaming like you would thought she was being like beat to death yeah well, at least it wasn't on the people mover that's true but it was so funny like that was annoying but what was making me laugh was there was a couple sitting in front of me who obviously didn't know what was going on <laughs> and they kept turning back to look at her like super concerned and i was just like cracking up yeah because it was just so ridiculous i was like first off it's not that scary of a yeah. roller coaster. You are trying to draw attention to yourself, madam. And like the constant scream, I was like, I don't know. It seemed forced and fake to me. So yeah, um, I did not acknowledge her screaming, but it was kind of funny. Like a toddler pitching a fit. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we had dinner at Be Our Guest um, that night. or And we had probably the worst service that we've had at Be Our Guest. Uh, ever like I had to remind the guy he needs to bring out bread and uh, <laughs> something else. We couldn't find him a few times, um, so he he seemed. Not only did he seem like it was his first day, but it seemed like it was his first day ever waiting tables ever. <laughs> That's very possible. <laughs> so, it is, yeah, yeah. I doubt the beast can keep good health there. <laughs> yeah, he keeps but, eating uh, them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so service wasn't great. Uh, food was good. They make a very good. Um, French onion soup, even in the middle of August. Well, you're inside. You can eat it then. Yeah. I mean. um, but so I, I went to um, the bathroom. <laughs> uh, and when I walk in, there's a guy. There are two stalls. One's like a handicapped stall that stretches all the way across the back. And then there's one that's a regular stall that um, uh, doesn't stretch all the way across the back. So there's a guy. um standing there like arms crossed uh legs shoulder width apart just like looking very menacingly guarding both of these doors <laughs> <clears throat> and so like you can see under the stall and it's like you know a kid in there or whatever so i'm like okay um <clears throat> but then the guy starts screaming pee now pee now <laughs> You're blah, 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 blah. You're ruining whatever God. to this, this kid. And I am a bit pee shy at times. So this kid is never going to be able to pee in a public restroom ever again. 
because his grandpa was just screaming at him to start peeing. Gosh, somebody had been hot, I guess. That yeah. <laughs> um, that night was also one of the boobash nights. I love and- that name. Still. <laughs> <laughs> so like people, you start seeing people dressed up like the, there's a family sitting next to us. I'd be our guest. That was, um, they're all Disney dogs. It seemed like, but I couldn't pinpoint which oh, Disney yeah. dogs they were. But it was cool seeing like the costumes. Um, and then we saw Happily Ever, probably for the last, oh, definitely for the well, last here we time. Go with your Spaceship Earth like story. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last time until they bring it back, which they probably will after yeah. the fiftieth. Um, and but, the, which they can. It's not like uh, the parades where they actually destroy them. Right. They just put in a different like <laughs> CD or something. Yeah. yeah, they actually probably will have to put a CD. Has anybody got the CD? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It has a scratch on it. Mm, well, there goes that projection. Happily ever after. <laughs> uh, and Jason has a revised opinion on happily ever after. Yes. So we were, because of the aforementioned poor service at Be Our Guest, we... Um, Michael really wanted to see uh, Happily Ever After, um, but we couldn't make it into the hub because it was just too full. There were too many people there. So, and at some point we walked past like a point of no return where it was like, you can, you, you may want to turn around, but you're walking down the auxiliary exit behind (laughs) Main Street. Like you could turn around when you get out of here. So we wind up in, is that Town Square? Mm-hmm. Where the flagpole is? Yeah. We wind up in Town Square all the way back at the end of Main Street. <clears throat> and we're watching Happily Ever After uh, from the far back. So we can't see the projections at all. And my original uh, thing about Happily Ever After was they added... Um, it was so clear that they uh, just wanted to cut out budget. And so they did all these projections. And there are big gaps where there's no uh, fireworks. And so it's like they're just clearly trying to save money or whatever, um, which they may have done, but uh, it is a very good fireworks show in and of itself, even if you can't see the projections. So I, I, my original opinion was it's great um, if you're up front and you can see the whole thing, but this time we were all the way in the back and could only see the fireworks and it was a great fireworks display. Yeah. We've never stood in the back for that Mm-mm. show before. Nope. And then at the end, we were able to just turn around and get right on our bus. And I think they left immediately after we got on the bus. Yeah, it was one of the easiest exits out of the Magic Kingdom. They've they've finished all the construction there right in the front Yep. Um, for the boats, the monorails, and everything was up and running. And so they had, you know, they've always had like a, a system for when you leave the Magic Kingdom, but usually it's just a, a sea of people. A free-for-all. <laughs> right. But now it seemed like They've kind of fit not only are well, crowds were low, so that helped, but like mm-hmm. it seems like they figured out the best way to route people and all the changes they've made to there in front of the park to kind of aid in um, separating like the bus people from the boat people from the monorail people all seem to have worked out pretty well. Yep. Uh, the next day we went to um, Kona Cafe for breakfast. Um, because we we had wrote we had gotten up early for both of the other parks, so this day we were like we're gonna sleep in and sort of take it easy and see what happens. Um, so uh, we're like, let's go, uh, let's see if we can make a re- or do a walk in for Ohana. Um, and by the time we got there, it was like forty five minutes. Um, but 
so we took an Uber over to the Polynesian and at the guard shack or whatever, uh, the guard comes up and he's like, uh, you know, are you staying here? Your reservation or whatever. And we're like, no, uh, we're going to walk up to, we're going to try walk up for Ohana breakfast. And he was like, oh no, you can't, you can't, I can't let you in. You can't park here. And we're like, well, we're not. He's just dropping us off. And he was like, or no, he's like, I can't let you in. You're going to have to leave. And that was pretty much it. And I said, well, we're just doing a walk. Like we're not parking or then he goes, uh, we can't have people in cause we're doing construction and people will park here and then go to the parks. And like, we just, so, you know, we, we don't have enough parking for you to come in. And we're like, well, we're not parking. He's just going to drop us off. This is an Uber. And he was like, yeah, I understand, but uh, I can't let you go. <clears throat> and I was like, okay. I said, well, can we go to the, like, can he drop us off of the ticket and transportation? So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, first of all, offer that. Second off, <laughs> um, I understand that people will just say, oh, we're dropping them off, so let us in, and they'll still park at the poly. Um, so, I, I feel like you need a, a different reason why you can't come in for people who will park. And even if it's just to say, you know, we get a lot of that. So, you know. He could have just said one word. COVID. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Oh, I hear you. Oh, yeah. So, well, I mean, technically, we could have just gotten out of the car right there and walked in. I almost um, did, but, but yeah, it was just it was just weird. Um, yeah, I've never experienced that before. With yeah. an Uber, usually they'll they won't turn you away. Yeah. <laughs> from walking. So we just got out of the Uber down the street and just walked right into the poly. I waved at the guard when we walked by. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the driver could have just let us. Like we could, he could have gone down and dropped us off. What's that guy going to do? Come running yeah. out of the booth? <laughs> no. We got to follow rules. Man, that would have been great if that was the reason you got banned from Walt <laughs> yeah. Disney World. What a dumb reason to get banned. Uh, so at this point, after breakfast, I went back to the room and listened to Britney Spears in the air conditioner, and it was amazing. In the air conditioning. Yeah. Not in an air actual <laughs> air conditioner. Uh, that room was cold enough. You might call it an <laughs> air conditioner. It was probably air conditioning the attached rooms. And I went to Animal Kingdom, which is becoming a tradition where I go to Animal Kingdom by myself yeah. <laughs> on these trips. And I had a great time. I went, did fly to Passage. I had lunch at Pizza Safari, which I haven't been to since uh, opening day at Animal Kingdom. Um, and it was really good. I had a chicken parmesan sandwich, I think, and a Caesar salad. Oh, you didn't have pizza? No, I thought you had pizza. I was going to get pizza, but I saw they had a chicken parmesan sandwich and... Um, you know how I am with those, so I had to get one of those. You do love a chicken parmesan. <laughs> um, but it was great. Animal Kingdom wasn't crowded. It was hot, but it didn't feel hotter than Hollywood Studios the couple days before. Yeah. But Pandora was basically a walk-on. Like, uh, I was never outside on the wait for Flight of Passage. Oh, um, nice. That's good. So that was nice because of the heat and sun or whatever. Um did Everest and I did all the stuff, dinosaur, and then I did it pretty quickly. Just kind of just went from thing to thing that I wanted to do. I didn't do the safari this time because I felt like it would be too hot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a great time. And then I left. Now you went straight to Epcot because your dad had already gotten down. Oh, yeah. So Michael did something in the morning. This is crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> he did two things breakfast and a Who is this Animal guy? Kingdom. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot this was all the same day. Yeah, so then I took a bus. You're not used to having that many things. No, I don't have yeah. that much time. 
So I took a Disney bus from Animal Kingdom to Epcot where I was going to meet up with my dad. Um, and then Jason was going to meet up with us later for dinner. Yep. Um, so I took the bus to Epcot and um, that was all fine. And so I got to go through the main entrance to Future World, which I hadn't been since they finished. World Future, I believe is the... Uh... <laughs> I hadn't been since they finished like all the... I'd seen the fountain, but they had done like the flags and the lighting and the music was different. Um, so that was really cool. And then I got to do, there was no one in line for that. I forgot what they call it. It's the photo thing where it's like, it's one of those like 360 cool, things. Yeah, it's one of those 360 shots in front of Spaceship Earth. So I got to do one of those. Um, and I was so excited because it was just me and like he had me do it so it looked like I was holding Spaceship Earth or that's how he described it. Um, but I never got the picture. It never showed up in my Aww, photo. Yeah, that's so a shame. I was all excited. I kept checking it like throughout the day. And just then I don't believe you went there. I took pictures there. or it didn't happen, Michael. <laughs> uh, speaking of, here's a tip for all of you Apple Watch owners who've switched from your Magic Bands to your Apple Watch. Um, if you don't have your Magic Band, uh, the long range um, sensors aren't going to be able to put your photo on your, like associate your photo with your account. Yep. So like we went to um, magic kingdom one day, the first day and we had the magic bands in the backpack just in case, but we didn't have them the rest of the time. And it took us a while to be like, why aren't we getting any of the like on run pictures? <laughs> and then we realized, well, cause they have no idea who we are or yeah. why we're on the, or you know what we're doing. So yeah. So your option is then to do what you used to do where you scan your, thing like after you get off the attraction when, yeah. um, or just carry a magic band in your pocket yeah. Um, if, just so it'll be able to connect you if you want to do that yeah Yeah. so but I was at Epcot and then I met up with my dad um, in World Showcase and then like literally the second I uh, met up with my dad um, Tyler showed up that's <laughs> why <wife. Hello. laughs> it was like perfect timing like I knew he was going to be there and we were going to meet up at some point. Um, but it was like we all saw converged at the same time. Because he stalked you. I guess so. Must have been. He was there at Animal Kingdom too. <laughs> you didn't see him. He's got a long range sensor for mm-hmm. you. Well, he should have said something. I would have gotten nah, a he, chicken parm like, sandwich. I got the pizza. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> so yeah, I met up with Tyler and Jess and uh, their family and uh, hung out for a little bit. And then uh, Jason joined up with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess you guys had split up with them. Yeah, we split up and did had done like a whole lap around World Showcase. Yeah, mostly we. It was cool. Like, um, again because of the heat, and my dad had already been there for like a few hours, so he had had some food and stuff, and I wasn't really hungry, uh, even though they had a scargo and stuff. But it was cool. We just like kind of like sat in different shaded areas and just chatted um, as we made our way around World Showcase. So like, and then got like a croissant or got like treats at the French. Pace, uh, the bakery, the bakery, yeah. Um, and just got to spend some uh, good quality time together. Um, before Jason met up with us, and then mm-hmm. at the same time, and then he ruined it, <laughs> 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 yeah. So then we went and had drinks with Tyler on the, yeah, the Rosen Crown Terrace. Um, and then we had some time to kill before our reservation at Chef's de France, and um, I Tyler must have mentioned that uh, they have 
cider flights in Canada, yeah. but it's in the Blame Canada Theater. So, no, or the, the, what is it? Canada <laughs> Far oh, and Wide. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh. oh, yeah. Far and Wide. Yeah. <laughs> Blame That's Canada. a universal problem. <laughs> um, it's in the Canada Theater and they've like set up uh, on those leaning posts or whatever. They put some boards down. So every other one is like a table. So oh, it's like nice. a, you can yeah. hang out there. So, um, so we did that mainly. So I got the cider flight mainly because of the indoor air conditioning. Sure. Um, it wasn't even like apples, but hey, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was also you just poured it out, <laughs> raining incredibly hard. Like the moment we when split, we started to leave, yeah, leave from Tyler. Like it's just like the heavens opened up and it was raining so hard. So we went and ducked. Jason, me, and my dad went and ducked and like. One of the little doorways. Vestibules? And... Is that a vestibule? I don't know. Maybe. Is it a bridge or a causeway? It's neither of those. Mm. But maybe a vestibule in uh, United Kingdom. And then Tyler showed up, like, trying to get out of the way. <laughs> I think I was on to something here. <laughs> yeah. I was just kidding before. So I hung out there for a little while. Oh, hey, Tyler. To, <laughs> trying to wait for the rain to stop. And then we made our way to the cider thing. And then we were stuck there for a while because of the rain. And so we were forced to buy ponches. Mm, um, yeah. So, yeah. so we can make it to Chef's de France uh, for our dinner, which we had dinner there and it was, I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was great. Basically the same dinner that we had at Be Our Guest, <laughs> <Right>. but, <laughs> but no beast. No beast. And they did have escargot. At it is de very loud in that restaurant. Yeah. yeah. It's like all windows and tile mm-hmm. and French. Yeah. It's all you hear. I hope it's not actually loud. They just pipe in all that <laughs> crowd noise. That'd be <laughs> hilarious. Uh, we walked on the Soren after that. The Living with the Lamb was closed. That was the start of like when it was closed for days. Yeah. Um, whatever had happened to it. Um, and then we went on Spaceship Earth for potentially the last time again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Michael, I don't... You know what? Not anymore. You just never know. Until it goes under refurbishment, we're not going to say this anymore. <laughs> you just never know because it was I know. supposed to. Yeah, we probably won't go in October. So. Yeah, so you never know. You never know. Um, I, I do. <laughs> it was also our last time seeing Epcot Forever, probably forever, because I don't think that one will come back. It might. <laughs> Harmonious <laughs> might get too rained out or something. <laughs> I don't know. But it was really good. They didn't have the kites anymore, but they had like more fireworks and stuff. But um, I always liked the the music and stuff. And so that was the last thing we did. And then we then we left. Yeah. The Tragical Express? No, we no. took a Uber because we oh. didn't want it. It was going to leave like two hours before we yeah. needed to leave. And we're even like, we are uh, early to the airport people. Like we're not three hours, but we're definitely two hours. Um Two hours is too much. Huh? Come on. Two hours is too much. I don't want to, like, I don't, I don't want to be rushed getting through anything. Have you ever been, like, uh, close? I no, have. No, because I get there two hours. I have them hold the plane, or Cindy had them hold the plane for me. <laughs> well, see, there you go. It all worked out, didn't it? Well, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, no. Not in this post 9 11 world. <laughs> we talked enough about 9 11 last week. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a great trip. Um, we were supposed to go down this past week for the Ratatouille passholder preview. Um, we were gonna do like a whirlwind day trip, but yeah, we were we, gonna fly down and back on the same day. But we were like, that just seemed so exhausting, so we decided not to. Do it. Yeah, it was like <laughs> we can do that. We can get up at five, go to the airport, fly down, spend two hours in the park, go back to the airport, fly home, come home, or we can sleep in and both do whatever we want to do. You and made that's the right what we choice. wound up doing. Yeah, 
Like I spent most of the day sewing. Uh, what did you do? Swimming, sleeping. Yeah, sleeping. Yeah, sleeping and swimming and eating. And that's it. Yeah, it was a great trip. Good. Sounds real nice, guys. It was. We all get to go again in like three weeks. Yep, Woo-hoo. but not together because we don't like each other. No, Will's getting there the day after we leave. Yep. Rude. <laughs> Planned that way. Thanks for right. sharing your itinerary on my Disney experience. We'll just have more me. to talk about, I guess. Mm, it's true. And you can find everything we talked about in a few weeks on tfppodcast.com or on Instagram or Reddit at slash tfppodcast or over on Twitter at tfp underscore podcast. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcatcher. And we have some pretty awesome t-shirts over at shop.tfppodcast.com. You can wear those every time you go to Walt Disney World or anywhere. Uh, We have some exclusive Patreon-only content that's available to you if you support the show on patreon.com slash tfppodcast. And that's all I got, which isn't a lot. Anything else, guys? Hey, well, hey, I'm a screamer. Thanks for listening. We will see you real soon. <laughs> That's what she said. I understand. Hey, excuse me. I just have to let you know. I'm a screamer. <laughs> you, you didn't have to. You didn't. Please don't say it like that. <laughs> Good work, guys. Mm, bacon and cheddar grits for $5. <laughs> the breakfast menu had a little zest to it. Yeah. The dinner menu is a steakhouse, which, yeah, let's see. They got avocado toast, millennials. That's why you can't have houses. What's up, millennials? Woo! (laughs) Oh, you went to CD Warehouse and got uh, new DVDs, Blu-rays. Did he also travel back in time? (laughs) I don't want... Okay. Oh, that was nice.